Welcome back to Chop for Time. Uh, Thomas McClure here, joined by Pastor Ben and Jacob with us this morning. Um, so we're going to be um, diving in, talking about Sunday again and uh, diving a little bit deeper into our passage. But uh, first of all, how was your weekend? Who, who are e- you talking to? Either of you. Either okay. Whoever speaks <laughs> first. As, as we both just kind of sit here and stare at you awkwardly. Yes. Um, my weekend was good. Good. Nice. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> wow, okay, so this is, okay, it's one of those mornings. Cool. Uh, Listen, Jacob has wrecked me this morning over the whole coffee situation. Oh, that's true. So just to give you a little bit of insight, we um, Thomas has been supplying our coffee here at church that we drink throughout the week as a staff, and uh, his taste for coffee is just slightly different than mine. It's... Um, and, and that's as far as we'll go. We won't go All into right. any details, um, but I had some high hopes for Jacob this morning as he came in and he was uh, given the cup of coffee that Thomas prefers mm. and the moment that it hit his lips this this look of just bliss hit his face <laughs> and he went oh that's good and um, I'm 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 derailed right now I'm okay, struggling so some of us are further down the sanctification process than <laughs> I'm, others, and I'm, I'm sackcloth and ashes here <laughs> I'll be shaving my head here shortly yeah, just to so. put it into perspective Ben likes his coffee like cool <laughs> Just like a lump Listen, of if, a lump of coal <laughs> dipped in water. <laughs> if it will pour out of the cup, it's not strong enough. Right. Yeah. Basically, yeah. if it does not have the consistency, as my dad used to say, molasses in winter, uh, <laughs> then then I don't want it. I've got no time for it. I still love the any. I don't know if you've noticed this, Jacob, but anytime Ben goes to quote his dad, the thickest Southern accent comes out That's just right. for that. Go back to right. every single time. Me. It's pretty great. All right, um, we're we're done. This okay. is this this has now become <laughs> a little bit too much yeah. abuse going yeah. towards Ben. <laughs> I am the senior pastor. I don't have to put up with this. That's that that is true. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so um yesterday morning we uh we wrapped up our series on love works. Yes. Um talking about God and his restoration rest, restorative rest. love. Yes. Restorative, acts, acts restorative, re- yes. Acts of restoration through three different characters throughout the last few weeks. So we had Peter first, um, who so many of us can relate to, this sort of impulsive, yeah. over-the-top, extroverted... Yeah, the most relatable apostle, yeah, yeah. In, in my opinion. Anyhow. Yeah. Um, and then we had Joseph, who was kind of different from Peter in that he, was, he, he had to be restored from a situation that wasn't his own fault. You mm-hmm. know, we had Peter, who messed up multiple times, Joseph, who it was just the hand dealt to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this week... Uh, we had the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Um, again, someone who we don't know a whole lot about, mm-hmm. um, but also needed restored from her situation, more than likely from her own doing. Yeah. Um, not necessarily completely, but definitely in part. Yeah. Um, uh, it was quite a long passage. I was going to say that we could read over it again, but that might take up half of the... Yeah. Uh, if you could have seen the looks on people's faces whenever I said we're going to be reading verses 1 through 42, and they're like sheer panic. Because they, they've, I've been pastor here long enough, and they've picked up enough on my tendency mm-hmm. to exposit mm-hmm. passages. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm a very expository... Ex, I like taking that approach right. uh, to scripture and ex- right. exegeting it, and there was just this sheer look of panic, like I am not going to be able to eat today. 
that lunches out of the question now if this guy is going to take 42, 42 verses and yeah. approach it the same way he always does. We're going to be here all day. Right. Well, it's, it's like, you know, we go from doing two verses in Ephesians per week to 42 verses yeah. in, in yeah. Joel. Um, but I think, I mean, when it comes to things that we chopped, I mean, because we, we met last Tuesday oh, yeah. to talk through this passage. Yeah. And we were there for a while. Yeah. And, there, I mean, there's a whole trails. There's a whole series that we chopped out of, yeah. <laughs> out of yeah. these 42 yeah. verses. Um, but yeah, I'd be intrigued to hear what sort of things stood out to you guys. Um, well, I mean, you obviously. Well, you preached. heard what you, stood you, out to me. Yeah, yeah. You preached anyway, but well, I wasn't sure if there was anything that happened spur of the moment that actually ended up being thrown in there. Yeah, I know there's that's, probably that's a couple. Common, but but yeah. Jacob, were there any things that stuck out to you from the from the talk? Um, just that we're to share the gospel with everyone unequivocally. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, that's pretty basic to our Christian faith. But right. I think John 3 and John 4, you know, uh, oh, what's his face? And John 3, Nicodemus. <laughs> Nicodemus. What's his face? <laughs> yeah, like he was a really religious dude. Then the Samaritan woman, the lowest of the low. Mm. Very strong contrast. Mm. Yeah. And, and shout out to Jody Adams as I was sitting here kind of giving a quiz yesterday. He, uh, If you could have seen the look on Jody's face, because he was giving an answer and it wasn't the correct answer. And it was like in his mind, he was like, no, the dude's wrong. I, the dude's wrong. Um, and he even put his coffee down. And for Jody to Whoa. put his coffee down to, to fact check me, uh, and he texted me afterwards and he went, Got my Bible stories mixed up. Great sermon, man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there was quite a long silence of who is he speaking to in John three, and I, f- I feel like nobody was actually looking. So yeah, but because like, we had talked about it like a couple of days before, I was like Nicodemus. Yeah, and then finally Thomas from the back was like Nicodemus. Because um, I mean, it was like you know, hey, what what precedes John four? John three. You yeah. know, and what's the famous verse out of John three sixteen? Who is Jesus talking to? <laughs> yeah. that was yeah. it yeah um, yeah I mean I, that was probably one of the points that you ended on especially you know that share the gospel to everyone indiscriminately especially those that you don't like oh yeah you know we're yeah. not good at that mm-hmm. we kind of I mean I kind of talked about that with the youth last night of how we just cancel people mm-hmm. who don't fit into our little Christian mm-hmm. box yeah. Um, yeah even if we do have theological differences with them or if we disagree with their lifestyle or something that's okay to do to disagree with them, yeah, but that doesn't mean that you. Yeah, and that uh, you know, a, a little bit of a tag, ending statement that I made there on that thought that really I hadn't planned on just kind of hit me in the spur of the moment that if if we are taking that approach, mm. that if we're saying, um, that <laughs> Thomas smacking the table over here, yeah, my bad, yeah, that was a headbutt, um, but you know, if if we're saying, I'm going to share the gospel with this person, mm-hmm. but not with this person. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sharing it with this person because of their beliefs, because of our differences, because of the way that we view things differently, or I don't approve of them, or right. whatever. We are putting ourselves in the place of God right. at mm-hmm. that point. And, and that was just, you know, we're, we're saying, okay, God, you move over off the throne. You let me sit there for a little bit because I don't like mm-hmm. what you're doing. I don't like what yeah. you're expecting of me right now, so I'm going to run the show for a little bit. Right. We wouldn't say that, but ultimately that's what we do. Right. Um, uh, whenever you were preaching on that, this is something that kind of ended up standing out to me. And it's a bit of a weird uh, direction that it, it went in my brain. 
but that's not normal or not abnormal. <laughs> it's <laughs> not abnormal. normal. Uh, yeah, something you didn't need to correct. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, was actually just the importance of uh, breaking out of your own little cultural bubble. Mm. You know, um, mm. so like for me, obviously, I'm not from here. I'm from I'm from Ireland. Um, and in case any of you were wondering, yeah, yeah, but it's you know it's different. Um, we have all the same problems, just they're all different looking. Um, the church has a lot of different problems, and you know, coming here, it's so easy to see all of the problems because they're they're clear to me because I haven't been a part of them. Right? Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. But there's something so important, and I mean, we we talk about missions quite a lot in this church, and it's something that I was thinking about of just like how important it is for. I think almost everybody, every believer, to go somewhere, experience a different mm-hmm. culture, yeah, immerse yourself in it, and be with people who you disagree with, yeah. and keep preaching the gospel to them yep. anyway. I mean, I'm from, I mean, Ireland isn't socialist, but compared to here it is, you know, like, and I'm here in eastern Kentucky, you know, that sort of good old boy territory, which is a, can be a struggle, yeah. you know, and I, I was sharing this with Ben a while ago, when Kylie told me that there was a church reaching out to me, and wanted to know if I'd be interested in being their youth pastor. I was like, fantastic, let's do it. I was like, where is it? And she was like, it's in Grayson. I was like, nope. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Literally just straight up said no because I had this prejudice against, completely unjust prejudice mm. against rural Eastern Kentucky folk, you know, um, because, you know, I assumed that they were all this way or that way and that's not the way I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, how on earth am I going to go and preach the gospel to those people who are so wrong? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and this was just like that of Jesus did the opposite. He went to someone who culturally it was wrong mm. to go and hang out mm. with. Yeah. But had a phenomenal encounter that led to a huge potential revival in that area. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that was you know you know we talked about we we really did some alliteration. Um, mm. On Tuesday, when we were in here, uh, the the points of the passage right. were the placement, the path, uh, the the problem, the purpose, you know, yeah. all of these types of things, and then the product, you know, mm. the end result. Um, and that that path was one of the big elements of this story, because when we look at verse four, you know, just this matter of fact statement that comes from John in mm. his gospel that said that he had to go through Samaria. Right. And when other Jews were taking this same pilgrimage, this same journey, they would actually go around to the place of having to cross the Jordan right. River in order to get to where they were going, just so they wouldn't have to go through Samaria. That's yeah. how much the Jews and the Samaritans had prejudices against one another. Right. And it was a big deal mm. that the path was stated that he had to go through Samaria. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I assume that there is probably going to be plenty, so we may as well just dive right into it. So, what, what, what did we have to chop? Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, you know, read verses one through forty-two. We we did dive a little bit into the cultural dynamics uh, between the mm-hmm. two, just because you know, and and that's what we had to remember, and that's what, as we were talking on Tuesday, was one of those main points of we have to remember that the narrative of the woman at the well is is the restoring message mm-hmm. in this passage. I'm not saying that it's the the key theme behind this whole passage because I, I don't think that it is. But as we're looking at this restoration and the way that God's love works in this particular story, there's so much that you look and we kind of see, 
just little snippets that go away from the restoration and starts really detailing and breaking down some theological things and some really weighty spiritual stuff, uh, because we see her bring up you know Jacob's well, mm-hmm. um, you know which hey you know our our father Jacob used this his sons used this and now we use this there's some there's some real relevance and some real tie-in back to the Old Testament and to the messianic prophecies. Uh, that we see in the Old Testament, that you could take this moment and break that down as to what is the significance of the actual Messiah hmm. being at this location, at this well, at this time. What does that mean? Hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's obviously something. That's a, that's a message. That's a series in and of itself. Right. Um, and I did kind of mention this. I do like the deflective nature of her yeah. conversation with him, you know, because yeah. you know, he, he brings up things and then she's like, oh, yeah, but let's talk about this. Uh, and then Jesus, yeah. he never really <laughs> pulls it back in. He mm. just goes with it. But everything that she mentions just unfolds mm. another layer of right. truth of his identity. Uh, because once he, you know, starts talking about, you know, bring your go get your husband, bring him back here. And... Uh, <laughs> and then we get into the dynamic also of him revealing himself as the Messiah right. to so her. Blatantly. To her. That's yeah. the first time. Mm. Other than outside of the disciples, of mm. him saying this is a public proclamation of his messianic identity. Mm. And it's mm. to the lowest of lows in a societal sense. Mm. The One of the worst of sinners right. is whom Jesus reveals himself publicly to first as far as his him being the Christ, yeah, uh, which is, I mean, that's just mind blowing. Mm. How much of a weight that that has. Uh, then we get into the, you know, she's like, no, I don't have a husband. He's like, you're, you're, you're right, you're right. right. You know, you've been married five times before, and the, the, the dude you're with now is, <laughs> is not your husband. She's like, hmm, hmm. Well, this got awkward. Yeah. Uh, and then she's just like. You know, let's talk about worship for a little bit. I perceive that you're a prophet. Right. Uh, you know, our fathers worship on this hill, you know. And, yeah. and then Jesus is like, okay, well, this is where we're going to go. All right, let's go with this then. Yeah. Uh, it reminds know, me of middle school small group. The middle school guy, the small <laughs> exactly. group, is you start, you start talking about sanctification and you end up talking about a theological understanding of donuts. Like, there's just this, <laughs> they all, you know, rabbit holes and different tracks of like, yeah. 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 And, you know, and Jesus is like, hey, listen, you worship what you don't know, and the hour right. is coming and has now yeah. come where, you know, and then true worshipers are going to worship me in spirit and in truth. All of that, I'm sitting there going, there's so much to be mined right here mm-hmm. um, that, again, it's, it's not necessarily uh, within the 30 to 40 minute window that we usually try to crack open on Sunday mornings. Right. Um, there, there's just no way to do that justice. And, and, and bringing that up and what that would have meant would have honestly led to more questions than what I would have been able to provide answers for right. during that time period. Um, and then the passage goes on to talk about, you know, she went back, you know, it was immediate. As soon as she had this encounter and this restoration experience with Christ, she went back and started telling everybody that she could tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that point, the disciples were back in the picture, and they're like, hey, Jesus, dude, you need to eat something. He's like, I have food that you know not of. And then the disciples, again, they're like, all right, all right. Did, did somebody feed him? Right. Uh, all right, Peter, what'd you do? Come on, yeah. man. You know, you, you're doing something you're not telling us about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, there's just so many layers of things mm-hmm. that, yeah, had to be chopped that, that I'm sitting there going, oh, this would be fantastic. Oh, this would yeah. be great. Oh, this would be a great. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, ah, it's not going to fit. 
And that's that's going to be the interesting things with the small groups going over this passage mm-hmm. this week as well. Mm-hmm. Chances are every single small group is going to talk about something different. Yeah. Like, yeah. which could be kind of cool. And we'd love to hear back from each small group yeah. leader about like where it ends up going, whether we end up talking about what it looks like to worship in spirit and truth. Maybe that's the thing that ends up yeah coming out in your small group or what is or, this living water right and what's the living right. water what's about this what's what's this food that he's talking about yeah. the, do the will of the father you know yeah. it's like and and that's what you know we said at the very beginning of last week hey we're going to be doing pretty much the entirety of chapter four mm-hmm. read verses one through 42 start looking into mm-hmm. this yourself and and you know, a lot of people were doing that, and I was getting That's messages cool. back as to, "Hey, we listen to this person," to, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, and they, they, yeah. they're listening to some of these people that I'm going, "Please don't listen to them." <laughs> not, not from you know, some of them from a bad point of like, just don't listen to them. And number two is like, listen, I'm never going to be able to compare to who you just right. listened to. Right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, that's that's kind of what you have to do, mm-hmm. I think, and that's why you know, small groups, life groups. If you're not a part of one. Get, you know, get into one. That's one of the beautiful things about them is that there's even with one or two verses covered on a Sunday morning, there's so many things that we're not going to be able to cover here that you can start diving into, not only in the actual small group time, right. but just your conversations throughout the week yeah. that, that you can really just kind of start unpacking these scriptures. Mm. Yeah, no, for sure. Jacob, do you have any thoughts on any of this sort of stuff um, with the passage? Any other things that you that we talked about on Tuesday that um, so up. this this is just kind of bouncing off of the passage Ben has mentioned this the past couple of weeks uh, we Christians are to judge those within the church and not mm. those outside the church mm. we're to share the gospel with the people who are outside the church and that really stood out to me mm. um, and it, it kind of brings me back to the Old Testament where Israel was to be a light for the nations yes. mm. I think that's exactly what the church is to be today a light yeah the the passage that jacob's referring to there that we talked about on sunday even you know kind of briefly there towards the end is first corinthians chapter five Mm -hmm. um you know paul's writing to the church at corinth correcting some misbehavior um Mm -hmm. and some problems that they're having and that's first corinthians 5 12 and 13 where paul says for what have i to do with judging outsiders those outside the church um is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside, but purge the evil person from among you. Mm-hmm. And you know, you were you were talking about the nation of Israel. Yeah, and the nation of Israel was chosen to be blessed by God so that they could be a blessing to other nations. Mm-hmm. That 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 was the purpose of being chosen right. was to be blessed and then be a blessing. Um, so yeah, I mean that's a very countercultural thing that we struggle with within our churches. Is we have kind of the opposite mindset of mm-hmm. that. You know, we want to judge everything outside, and we want to be that voice, you know, shouting aloud from the rooftops the sins of the people and the right. nation. Right. Um, yeah. If we're going Old <laughs> Testament here, right. and then, um, but don't you dare judge me. You know, right. if I'm in covenant with the church, if I'm a member of the church, don't don't you dare. You have no right to judge me. And I'm like, eh, 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 yeah, eh, yeah, not so much. <laughs> it's kind of one of those really <laughs> kind yeah. of moments because that's what we see in First Corinthians 5 here. Now, again, you can't detach love from it. You can't right. detach proper motivation and proper implementation of it. We see in Matthew 18 how we're supposed to handle that. We don't always handle that well, but it's Paul very clearly here. 
judge those, hold those people accountable is what it's talking about here. It's not an eternal judgment. That's not ours. That's God. But it's holding people within the church and our family accountable for their actions. Right. Uh, and I made the mm-hmm. statement yesterday. is like we have, we've seemingly gotten to a place as a church that we are absolutely shocked when sinners sin. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't believe they would do that. I'm like, okay, right. um, yeah, it's called sin. Yeah. It's, it's kind of what we're born into. Something the Bible talks about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, once or <laughs> twice. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that, that's. That, I'm glad you brought that up because that is something that's worth repeating is just mm-hmm. that, that mindset that we need to have shifted in, mm-hmm. in, in our own thinking. Yeah, well, for sure. And we, we kind of talked a little bit about that last night with the youth as well. And this is this verse is something, is another verse somewhere else um, that we're just diving <laughs> Narr- all over the place. Narrows it down. But uh, this is First so Peter chapter 3. Um, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to mm. give the reason yeah. for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Yeah. And then that little phrase with gentleness and respect is something that we've talked about almost every week at youth for the past few months. Because um, typically... Uh, the Western Church is not known for... It's kind of short-supplied. Yeah, we're not known for dealing with things with gentleness and respect. Yeah. Uh, and I think... Um, and we're going to talk about this more next Sunday, actually, with our, our obsession with morals yeah. uh, over over other things. But, um, yeah, we're really bad at dealing with things the way that Christ dealt with them. Um, and we actually see this with Nicodemus and the woman at the well. You know, with Nicodemus, he's very blunt and upfront mm-hmm. with someone who is part of the religious community part of the Jewish culture um, he does I don't know if we would say the word judge but definitely is very yeah. direct yeah. and blunt in here's where you here's what you need to do here's where you need to step up but then with the woman at the well who's someone outside of that community he is he doesn't judge her necessarily he points out her sin mm. but then dives into the fact that the kingdom of heaven is at hand do you yeah. know what I mean and, yeah. and focuses on that primarily mm-hmm doesn't dismiss sin right whatsoever but um yeah we see that with the pharisees too i mean jesus is harsh (laughs) because right i mean they're supposed to represent god yeah to the nations yeah yeah very cool was there any other things i mean probably i mean there's there's a ton of other things but not there's a lot of nerdy things in this passage that we dive into not that we have time to get into (laughs) that's very true um i would just like to remind everyone we're going back into our study of ephesians Mm -hmm. uh in the in the month of march Mm -hmm. so this sunday we're going to uh it's going to be just a little shy of 42 verses that we're covering Uh, we're going to be covering the first three verses and maybe a word or two two words into into verse four um, so read that ahead of time, mm-hmm. chapter 2 of Ephesians, verses 1 through 3, then the first two words at verse 4. Don't you dare read over the first two words, though. <laughs> okay, that's where you stop. Yeah. No, sounds good. Um, well, I don't, know if most, I don't know if much of this has made sense because we're kind of all over the place, but it's a huge passage. Um, and, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear where the small groups go with all of this because yeah. um, there is so much depth. Um, to this conversation, I mean, like you were saying, it's the longest conversation we have recorded. Yeah, I love that Jesus. little that little nugget of yeah, yeah, yeah relevance. That yeah, the so, longest recorded conversation in the New Testament that Jesus has with anyone, right, is so clearly, with the woman at the well. It's important, absolutely. Um, so keep diving into that this week, um, and probably many more weeks to come. Yeah, because there's plenty in this for sure. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts before we close out here? Coffee is good. Coffee is good. 
even my coffee god is great okay i'm glad there was that deflection i'm I'm glad there was definitely a higher emphasis on the second there but uh, thank you everyone i'm ignoring you now okay thanks well thanks everyone for joining us for chop for time and we'll catch up with you again next week see you guys bye